The title for today's message is The Concept of Time. A woman enters a jewelry store complaining that her watch is being slow and not keeping up time as it used to. She says that now the watch is completely stopped. The jeweler picks up the watch, goes to the back, and returns just a short moment after with a fully functioning watch. She said, what happened? How were you able to fix it so quickly? And he said, well, all the watch needed was a battery. She said, a battery? I have been winding every morning. I did not know we had a battery. Well, today we're going to be talking about time, but also power. The disciples spent three years with Jesus. They watched them healing people. They learned from him as he preached, as he taught them. And they have experienced through those three years an amazing life with the Son of God. And Jesus kept talking about the mission that he had in building the kingdom. Jesus kept talking about everything that he came to do. And after they saw him die, after they saw him being risen from the dead and speaking with him, they gathered together in this moment and Jesus speaks to them. They probably did not know those were his last words and the last time he spoke to them. But when Jesus speaks to them, they ask an interesting question. The disciples ask, is it now that everything you spoke about, is it now that everything is going to take place? And Jesus' answer is one they did not expect. If you have your Bibles and you would like to open with me, let's open in the book of Acts. We're going to read verses, chapter 1, verses 6 to 14 of God's Word in this beautiful passage. Again, Acts 1, verse 6 to 14. And thus said the word of the Lord. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel. He said to them, It's not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? The same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way as you have seen him go into heaven. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called Mount of Olives. A Sabbath they walked from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They're all joined together, constantly in prayer, 
along with the women and Mary and the mother of Jesus and with his brothers. Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you that you speak to us in ways that we can feel your presence and your word and your voice and your touch in our lives. Father, as we hear your word and as I speak, touch the lives of those who are listening and watching this and pray, and I pray that you would be glorified in what we do. In Jesus' name, amen. That is the passage that speaks about Jesus' ascension into heaven. So the disciples are with Jesus, and their concern is, is the kingdom of God going to be built right now? When is this kingdom of God being built? And Jesus' answer was about power. Jesus promises power. In verse 7 we read, He said to them, It's not for you to know the times or the dates, the Father has said by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. They were not going to witness what Jesus has done. They're going to witness the power of what Jesus has done. And when Jesus speaks to them, he's not telling them that wanting to have the kingdom built, wanting to have the mission that Jesus came fulfilled was not important. What he said was that there is power. Do not worry about the time. You will receive power. When Luke wrote the book of Acts, he wrote as a continuation of the gospel that he had written before accounting the life of Jesus. Now Jesus, according to Luke, was born and he grew and he ministered, he had his disciples. And then in the book of Acts, he talks about Jesus ascending and the disciples continuing with the mission of Jesus. So this is not a division between what Jesus did and what people did. It was a continuation of Jesus' ministry through the disciples. So what Luke is trying to tell us is that what Jesus did in the gospel, the healing, the caring, the preaching, the building of the kingdom wasn't something that ended with his death, with his resurrection, or with his ascension, but it's something that started with Jesus and continues with us. So this is something that Jesus was trying to tell the apostles and the disciples on that day is that do not worry about time. Time is not important. What is important is the power when we receive power. Because when there is power, time becomes irrelevant. The disciples wanted to know when is God's mission, Jesus' vision going to end and being fulfilled. And Jesus said, this is just the beginning. You are going to be the ones that are going to build the kingdom. A young girl was getting ready to go on a date. Her boyfriend promised that they were going to a fancy restaurant. So she uh, prepared herself for that date she took off work and had her hair done and her 
uh, makeup and also she had a manicure and she was very excited to wear the beautiful dress. She looked stunning. When the time came, she was ready to go. She waited near the door for that knock. About an hour later, he didn't show up. She thought and felt that she has been stood up. She went back to her bedroom, took off her beautiful dress, put her hair down, and put her pajamas on, and went downstairs to watch TV, and hopefully finishing the day uh, that was such a disappointment for her. While she was watching TV, she heard a knock on the door, and she opened the door, and there he was. And she was stunned at him as he was stunned at her, and he said, I gave you two extra hours to be ready, and you're still not ready. You know, when Jesus tells us to be ready, he's not telling us the time. He said, that's not important. What is important is that you have the power and that you are ready. You know, we want to know the time. We want to know what to expect. We want to know when he's coming back just so we can prepare for his arrival. And what Jesus is saying is the time is not important. What is important is that you receive the power, is that you receive the Holy Spirit. And this is the message he's telling his disciples, is that the time is not important. Faithfulness is. He wants us to be faithful. He wants us to know that he is coming and to have the power of the Holy Spirit, so we may be witnesses. So what did the disciples do? The disciples went back. We read in verse 14 that they all joined together constantly in prayer along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. They went back to prayer. So what are we to do? We are to devote to a life of prayer. First, they obeyed. They went back to Jerusalem and they waited. And while they were waiting, they prayed. It's funny because in the unknown, in the moments in which they did not know what to do, they prayed. And it's very interesting is that the less they knew, the less they knew, the more they prayed. It's funny that we Christians want to know. We want to know the times. We want to know the dates. But the disciples did not know. So in the unknown, they pray. So every time we do not know what to do, we pray. We prepare ourselves for his arrival. In the South Pole expedition by the British explorer Sir Ernest Shackleton, there was a time he had to leave some of his men in Elephant Island. He left provisions and, and he left enough for them to be there for a while while he uh, promised to come back and take them. Sir Shackleton went back and he realized that those large icebergs were in the way of Elephant Island. But almost like a miracle, the winds came and they moved creating a clearance that his boat could go and rescue his men. When he arrived to the island, the men were there ready, packed 
All they had to do was pretty much board the ship. The ship was able to turn around and use that same clearing to get out of those very turbulent waters. Sir Shackleton turned to the men and said, If you had not been ready, we would be still stuck today in Elephant Island. And the men said, Sir, every time we saw a clearing, we prepared and packed everything because we knew that you could only come when there was a clearing in the ocean. That is exactly what this passage is telling us. It's telling us to expect the Holy Spirit, not to worry about when or the time, but to be ready by knowing that we have power, and that power is the Holy Spirit, is the presence of Jesus with us. As those men were expecting Sir Shackleton to come and rescue them, we expect the Holy Spirit to come and rescue us, to touch our lives. The disciples changed from cowards to courageous because they saw the men they loved dying on a cross. They saw him resurrected. They saw him being ascended into heaven. And they believed because they saw it. And they became courageous knowing that they did not have to worry about death. The time was not important. What is important is that Jesus was a part of their life. They started where they were. They went back to Jerusalem. And they started in Jerusalem, and then Judea, and then Samaria, and then to the ends of the earth. And today we start where we are. We begin where we are. The disciples began with what they knew. They knew from all the time they spent with Jesus, his heart and his mission. And we begin with what we know, with what we have learned from Scripture, what we have learned in church. But what is important is that we are faithful where we are and we expect the Holy Spirit. We don't have to worry about the time. We have to receive the Holy Spirit. The Scripture teaches us to be aware that God is with us. The Scripture tells us that Jesus will not leave us, that He will be with us till the end of time. And we expect the Holy Spirit. So I have a challenge for you this week. The challenge is to be a witness. The disciples witnessed who Jesus was, what he did, and what happened to, to his body after he died. And we can witness the same things. We can witness the things that God has done for us. We can witness the things that he has done in our lives. Now, next week, we're going to be talking about the Pentecost, the power of the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit came into the disciples. And we're going to see how that power transformed their lives. But the witness they have is of what they have seen, what they have perceived, what they have experienced. And if you have experienced Jesus Christ, if you have perceived Jesus Christ in your life, Witness that if you have not. Pray that God will come into your life 
open your heart to him and allow him to flow in. Let the power, let the power of the Holy Spirit do its work. Let me pray with you. Father in heaven, we thank you for these moments that we realize that time is not important. But fill us with the power of the Holy Spirit. If there's someone that does not know you as their Lord and Savior, I pray that you would enter their hearts as they ask forgiveness for their sins. But for us who know you, I pray that you renew our strength and fill us with your presence, that we may recognize you in everything we do. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so very much for watching and don't forget to share so your friends and family may be uplifted by the service. I'd like to conclude with a benediction. May God the Father, who has created each and every single one of you, whose presence is felt in our hearts, may his Son Jesus Christ, who died on the cross that we may have eternal life, and may the Holy Spirit, who gives us power to know about God, who allows us to be Christ-like, be with you, not only now, but until he comes. May you be blessed. Amen.